Disclaimer, we are not therapists or doctors. What we speak about is from personal experience and outside knowledge from other resources. So if you get any value or something we say resonates with you, amazing. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. We believe in empowered choices. So take what is for you and leave what isn't. Welcome to Leave Room with your host, Leisha and Ellie. This space is your safe haven to explore and embody what it means for you to be a woman. We are a community built by women for women, aka you, baby. Join us in these episodes for humorous, intimate conversations that will inspire, educate, and leave you feeling proud to be a woman. Woo! <laughs> Hi, babes. Coochie crew. Coochie crew. Not me. I realize real quick. I haven't referenced that in a while. I know. When I saw it today, I was like, that's our women's. <laughs> I can't wait to make t shirts. I really want beanies. I actually like the print on your t shirt right now. I feel like that would be very much the That'd vibe of Leave Room. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say Coochie crew. Coochie crew. Hashtag. Coochie crew. So, um, Here's yeah. what my hair would look like if I had like a A-line bob. Leisha has asked me several times if her hair looked okay, and it definitely does. I'm fresh um, off the workout. It's cute. It's good. So Leisha and I normally do a check-in before we start going live, but we're going to start doing it with you all. So you can kind of see our process too. And since today's uh, topic is all about girl talk, sisterhood, like our relationship, how it's transformed by having like just normal everyday conversation. Um, why not start you off with how we communicate and like check in? Mm-hmm. So we do check-ins physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And Leisha added sexually today. And I really <laughs> like that. So let's add that one in. Um, and it. then anything that you feel like you need to leave on the table that could be something like you're really excited about right now and you just want to like share it and celebrate that together or it could be something that just feels heavy and it's like this is on my mind I gotta I gotta shed it off you said shed it off I I know I I know I'm on my period so I think that lingo is just in the back of my brain like I'm shedding my lining (laughs) shedding um do you want to go first sure Miss five one. Um, what is it? How am I feeling physically? physically, emotionally, and spiritually? And we're adding sexually in now too. Hell yeah! So this uh, is a women's podcast. So physically, I am doing much better than I was a week ago when I was really navigating jet lag and a nervous system blow up from traveling with family. And for any of you who've traveled with family, even though you love family, 10 family Mm -hmm. members for 10 days is a really long time. Um, and so I'm still in the midst of my nervous system settling. I definitely Mm -hmm. feel like most of me is on board with where I'm at physically at the moment. And then there is um, like anxiety pangs still in certain areas. So mm. otherwise, overall, though, I'm looking at it as a win. I'm just like 1% better every day is great. Uh, I just had a really bomb workout. My clothes I'm currently wearing are super soaked. 
so I didn't have I didn't have time to change so I'm just wearing them and emotionally emotionally I am relatively the same as I am physically I'm like mostly fully neutral Mm-hmm. And every, I would say, this is how I look at like anxiety because I am often someone who experiences anxiety in her energetic field. I will count it as a win as the time stretches in between panic thoughts. Mm. So if I have, you know, a panic thought and then I go one minute, I'm like, all right, cool. And mm-hmm. then I have a panic thought again and I go, two minutes like or even a minute 10 seconds I'm just like it's not like I'm counting it but it's more of just like I might go an entire workout and not or do an entire thing and focus on it and not have the thoughts pop up in my head Mm -hmm. I'm like okay let's go so emotionally I'm at like a seven out of ten I'm like reaching for the good Mm -hmm. and then physically emotionally mentally Spiritually and sexually, the two S's. Spiritually, I feel like when I say spiritual, I always feel like it's connected to like my heart. Mm. And I am currently navigating a season where I'm feeling very unclear of like what my heart needs or is asking of me, which is weird at 36 to feel like I'm like, what do I need? Mm. Um, I'm very fulfilled and finding a lot of joy in the sunshine because we had may gray and june gloom and i had forgotten that these are like really gloomy months here in southern california like i understand it's not a gnarly winter i understand it's not extreme weather it's just the sun doesn't come out for more than like five minutes a day sometimes for weeks Mm -hmm. and so i'm really luxuriating and finding peace and joy and just like all of the blooming going on walking my dog she is bringing me so much companionship and friendship while my boyfriend bar friend I was gonna say partner and boyfriend and then it came out bar friend um is traveling and then sexually I have found since I took a really high responsibility job that unless my partner is actually around I don't have a lot of free space to like feel into where I'm at energetically on that but I will say I'm ovulating and a few days ago I was like a feral cat so in mm-hmm. heat so I'm like coming down from that a little bit mm-hmm. and that's that's the that's the wrap up anything you want to leave on the table um anxiety can I leave that there <laughs> can I I mean it always helps me to just be like hi I'm anxious today and then it makes me a little less anxious to just acknowledge it yeah. No, I I feel like I'm one of those people who's like, hi, my name's Leisha and I'm anxious. I'm so quick to like share. So I think sometimes like what I'd like to leave on the table is like nothing <laughs> to just be like, it's okay to just keep it in and like let it settle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'd like to leave on the table, but actually my, I feel like I'm in the sense whenever I have a nervous system explosion, like my inner little girl is the one driving and I'm like, or my inner mm-hmm. teenager. And so I'm like, just slowly and gently trying to take that wheel back and be like, we don't need to focus on all these things that are actually not important right now. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you're wrong, but 
in a society where there's a lot of inner work being done, it can be so easy to get wrapped up in the work and not in the doing of, of, of just living your life of mm-hmm. everything is okay. Yeah. So I'd like to leave my inner teenager who is like raging right now on the mm-hmm. table, not abandon her, just like, have yeah, her sit. You're like, go take a break. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a coloring book. <laughs> She'd be like, fuck that coloring book. <laughs> I always love coloring books. Um, thanks, babe. <sighs> thanks for holding space for that. I love Where holding space at? for you. I am somewhere on the potato planet of I'm on my second day of my bleed. Um, mm-hmm. ugh, it came two or three days early, I think. And it's so crazy because one of my clients that I work with, I told you this already, but like we've been synced up for a couple months now and me and her were talking today and I was like, have you started your cycle? She's like, I was just about to tell you, like I started yesterday afternoon and I looked at her and like my jaw dropped and I was like, that's when I started mine. Mm. <laughs> like at the same time, not even just the same day. Insanity. Um, but that's like just that expression in my energy was like the most energy that I have right now. <laughs> that was it. Physically, I'm just like, I'm chilling. I'm slow. I am leaning into the fact that I'm just like, I'm on my period and it's okay that I want to be more tired and I want to be more inward and I just want to like chill and um, yeah. And that I kind of just don't want to be around a lot of people tonight and my roommates having a gathering, which is totally fine. And that I'm going to honor the fact that I might just want to stay in my room and that's okay. Um, Emotionally. I feel like I haven't tapped in emotionally this yet. I feel it's just very easy for me to be irritable right now, which is valid. And also like, I'm just not feeding the stories of the irritation. I'm just like witnessing it and being like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm more irritable right now because of the hormones and circumstances of my body. And I allow them to like inform me at the same time of if I'm irritated by something, I usually take a look at it. I'm like, oh, does something need to change? Like, I'm not going to react to it and be freaked out but I want to like acknowledge that it might be showing me something that I need to ask for um I think because I've I normally emotionally I feel like I would be falling apart right now during my period but because I've cultivated so much more of like a witness standpoint of my own emotions I just see it and I'm like okay like if I bring my uh energy or like my vibe kind of just not vibe because that's like lowering vibration my energy like down here and I just live at this like I'm chilling state then mm-hmm. everything's okay if I try to keep going at the energy rate that I was going a week ago when I was ovulating or whatever that's when shit gets bad so yeah grateful to be at this state um spiritually <sighs> I like asking this question more because somebody asked it to me and it's just like reminding me to tap back in um, because I'm not always and I miss out on it. And it's just like a reminder of my connection to source. Um, I feel like I sound high. I'm like so <laughs> chill right now. Like in my connection, in my to, connection source. to source. Yeah. Energy. <laughs> and then we're going to smoke a blunt. Anywho. Um, <laughs> my spiritual connection where I'm at spiritually feels a little bit more like I'm in the human world right now 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like chilling. I haven't been doing a whole ton spiritually lately. And that just like, is a good reminder for me every time I have a check-in like that, but like, Hey, come back to this. Hey, come back and check in with us. I feel like I'm connected Like I feel tapped in. Like I just, for the first time was like, mm, you know what my numbers are? Like, I like feel like I had an angel number choose me, which is so random and the lame and stupid at the same time, but I'm just like, okay, whatever. And now I'm seeing it and I'm just like, okay, you are mine. So this is, this is about as tapped as spiritually as I am sexually. How much do I share? <laughs> I'm just always, I'm always curious of who's going to be listening. Um, sexually, I am a potato until something turns me on. As Leisha knows, I was talking to somebody earlier and I was just like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Ladies, you know, you know, with the, uh, it's the, it's the, it's the groggy voice. It's the, oh, mm. it just gets me. And so like, I'm, Leisha and I are at the opposite ends of our cycle right now, which I love. And it's kind of cute that we're really balance each other out but um yeah sexually I'm just like chilling unless something pops into my field and then I'm like oh no I miss dick <laughs> sometimes I forget this is our podcast and I can say anything um, yeah I'm but like, like interviewing you or something yeah yeah <laughs> we're not like on somebody else's platform like this is ours um then I can say that I missed it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm in a place in my life where I'm not going to like go out and get it. I'm just like, okay, I'm aware and I can like meet myself there if I want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then I want to leave on the table my stress and anxiety about a couple things that I'm like waiting to come into my life and I'm trying not to force them. And also like I really got to meet the part of me this week that fears upsetting people, that fears Mm -hmm. other people being frustrated or angry with me and got to see her and be like, hey, it's okay if people are frustrated with me. Um, It's not my responsibility. I get to look at that and see what my needs are and just go, okay, like we can connect over this and also like hold a boundary of you can be frustrated at me, but you don't get to disrespect me. Um, so I'm still feeling out some of that. Like my nervous system is still releasing the charge there. I feel Mm. a lot better. I feel like I'm handling those situations better, but there's still that little girl inside of me. That's really afraid and like is still dealing with that mother wound. Um, so I'm just allowing her to be, and then also the stress of like, great, we need to get a new roommate in the next two weeks and I need a new car and I've been needing a new car for months and I still don't have one. So it's just like the little, like human things that I want to stress about but I also just want to like release yeah um that's where I'm at thank you for sharing it's so freaking valid I just <laughs> listened to um a little softer I just listened to I'm listening to Atlas of the Heart by Brittany oh, Brown so good it really is and like this just the introduction I'm like so relatable um but she was talking about how it's so much harder to like not lean into the vulnerability and some of the pain will come from when you're first starting um creating a new pattern for yourself and one of them especially if you're someone who is feeling very empathetic when you have to hold somebody accountable is like they will have to experience their own pain from you holding your boundaries or for holding them accountable for 
forget exactly how she said it, but it was something to the tune of like them hurting you or whatever it is, mm. like holding them to that boundary mm-hmm. and to their actions. Because uh, let me tell you, I just traveled with so many family members and there were so many dynamics where I was like, this makes me so uncomfortable because the old me would most likely have been perfectly like whatever I'm gonna put on the face of the entertainer in around my family and I like I think there is a desire to connect deeper yet not everyone has the same emotional availability and or the tools to understand like that I could be going through mental or emotional issues but I'm also fine and happy and like it all exists at the same time like I'm not sitting in it I'm not in like but that's always been a fear of mine is like if I were to like really break down like the way that I can really break down I'm like that would be terrifying to those who have always seen me as like one of the stronger people yet at some point I get to just fully be me and say like you know this is how it is so listening to what you're saying and like just reflecting through her book it's it is a unique pain of its own when we care deeply for those who we still have to hold accountable yeah yeah of like I love you and hi hello no um Mm -hmm. that was I was thinking about sharing an example this week of one of the conversations I was having was like, I had to make a choice of setting a boundary for myself of like, this thing actually makes me really uncomfortable. And it's going to be so uncomfortable that like, it's not going to be something that I'm just going to be like, okay, turn a blind eye so that I don't make other people upset. It's like, no, even though this is going to impact other people in the way it is, it's more important that I take care of myself um, and put that first. And one of the people who it frustrated, like, communicated that they were frustrated but didn't say I'm frustrated because you did this and it's not okay it's like I'm frustrated because this this and that and my reflection back to them truly was like I'm not sorry like I don't regret what I did I didn't say I didn't say that verbatim but like that's how I was feeling I was like I have nothing to apologize for taking care of Mm -hmm. myself and I hear your frustration like it's totally valid that you're frustrated in this like last minute change and how it affects you and it sounds like your frustration is coming from you overextending yourself and trying to be accommodating to me and the other people in the situation where in fact, it was actually draining for you. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I was like, I would really appreciate in our friendship and in like the other ways that we relate that you don't overextend yourself in that way, that you take care of yourself because ultimately I don't want to have a relationship where you're going to be resentful because you're over- overextending yourself. You don't need to. And if yeah. you make a choice that you got to take care of yourself that I get to look at that and go, okay, thank you. I'm going to choose how I need to take care of myself. And if for some reason that doesn't work out and it doesn't align, that's okay. Like, it's not like the end of the world if I choose something else there too. So it's been flexing that. And that to me is part of that boundary of setting boundaries with people, even if you know, it's going to be difficult for them. And like, I can choose to walk them through it if I want to, but also I can just choose to stand there with them and go, it's okay. Like, but this is how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've loved you sharing me. Sharing me. <laughs> Brains. I've loved you sharing the stories with me because it very much touches on the like be a good girl and just mm-hmm. like don't cause a fuss because then you're a bitch. 
Mm-hmm. And picking up for your needs, if they aren't accommodating others, is just so unacceptable. And like, that is a texture in my life that I'm like really navigating. And I noticed that instead of diving into it with people, I'll just like stop engaging with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just oh, like, yeah, same. Oh, I'll just stop engaging with you because that's my isolation tactic. And I prefer to not have to have this tough conversation because I'm afraid a of abandonment or rejection. Yeah. I'm like, if you're mad at me, then like, oh, I'm just going to get out of this because you're mad at me. You're going to be mad at me forever. And so like, that's unsafe. So bye. Like how many times did you and I have a tiff at when we were living together? And like my first response and Leisha knows this. I would literally go look at other apartments. (laughs) I would go look at studio apartments because I was just like, she's mad at me. I need to leave. It's so funny because I feel now that I just spent time with younger siblings, like obviously we have an age gap, but it, I would always just be like, I felt older sister energy where I'd be like, cool, whatever. <laughs> leave the room. But I think like, that's something that we really wanted to touch on during this episode is, you know, you want like, not you want, but so many women we have met all among our journey along our journey. Um, and I, I hear women in the circles that I have held or retreats or events or whatever is like that desire to have sisterhood and to heal that, that aspect. And we'll dive deeper into the sisterhood wound and, and really how it's a tangible thing that, you know, happens all the time. And it shows up in many different faces. It shows up in competition in jealousy mm-hmm. and like fear of being backstabbed by women. It's also like nearly attached to the mother wound Mm. so there's all kinds of fun things in there um and we really were gifted so many opportunities to uh go through that and something that I learned is you know because I want to save most of those experiences for the next episode something that I learned is someone can be mad at you but there's no love lost Mm -hmm. yeah that was like the most powerful experience. And I actually just shared that with my brother because y'all 28 hours of traveling and Mm. no sleep and high anxiety and like airports going on strike and like all this shit. It's pretty reasonable that at the very last stretch of it all, I snapped (laughs) and seeing him really he had asked if we could process because I snapped at him in customs and was just like there's a lot more behind that backstory and we're not going to get into it but he had asked if we could process when I got home and the the first thing I'm thinking is a I've missed my boyfriend and my pets so deeply Mm. I don't want to and, and I'm already not in the right mindset let's give it six more hours I'm gonna be even less in the mindset so like no but he worded it like uh Hey, when we get back to your house, I would like to discuss what happened back there. And he's like, so I want you to, I'm, I'm giving you some time to mentally prepare. And in my head, I took that as, <laughs> ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. And so I went, oh, you don't need to give me time to mentally prepare. And I was just like, oh man, this is, this is hold my earrings, Leisha coming I know out. your fight or flight. You're just like, you offered me what? And it's like in, in our mind, I'm going to say R because I've offered this to you too in certain things. And you're just like, um, excuse me. Like when I'm like, Hey, can we like ground together beforehand? You're like, I don't need any grounding. Are you telling me I need to ground? <laughs> you trying to coach me right now? And I'm like, 
bro, literally, I'm just trying to like connect with you. And you're like, oh, it is still alive. It is still alive at the age of 36. So just know this work is a forever journey. Mm -hmm. And it is my fight or flight tendency. I'm just like, all right, I I'm fighting. And so when he said that, I was like, not only are we not processing, I have nothing more to say about that. And I was just like, absolutely fucking not. And he looked at me and like tears started to well up in his eyes and my older sister tendency immediately. And then of course, this is something I have to navigate too. It's like, because I didn't set the boundaries, because I didn't like respect Mm -hmm. so many, it didn't say something as, because what had happened was it built up to a point where I finally had to say something, but I should have said something 10 as statements soon ago. as it came up. Yep. But I was like, I ain't got time for this. We're on our last leg. You're about to go home. And then I could just relax in my not handling, like I said, not handling the conversation mm-hmm. anyway. And how many of you have done that where you didn't handle the conversation and then you ended up blowing up and then you feel like shit. Cause you blew up. Like this mm-hmm. is a very common pattern. And then as soon as he started crying, I was like, mm don't care. And I looked away for like two minutes and I was like, I care. Yeah. And I turned around and I was like, Hey, I am so sorry. And I don't feel ready to process. And I can't promise you that in six hours I will feel ready, but I want you to know that like, there is no love lost here. I'm just mad. Mm-hmm. And in our household, that was not the truth. Mm-hmm. Or at least it didn't feel that way as a child. It felt if someone was mad at you, Mm-hmm. There was no love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I know you and I know that one. And I'm going to preface this one. Mother, I love you. And at some points, I'm just going to have to talk about my childhood. So you can stick around if you want to hear it. You're an amazing mom. If I talk about things from my childhood, it's okay. Um, But yeah, that's that was my mother when that like came up this last week of like, I was raised by a single mother. It's just me and her in the house. So if she Mm. was upset with me, it felt like the world was ending. She is my only thing. She's my only provider. So it felt like uh, my fight or flight response to somebody being upset with me is I immediately have to make them happy Mm. and like fix everything no matter what, even if I'm sacrificing something for myself. So like my you know, reaction to the, the person being frustrated at me this weekend was just like, oh, I should just go back on my word of like what I just asked for, even though it was like a firm boundary that I really needed met and just sacrifice that for myself. Mm. Uh, just so this person won't be mad at me and I won't lose their love because the loss of that love feels like the end of the world. Yeah. It feels like I'm going to die because then it feels like my provider, my caretaker is gone. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's just so deep it goes so deep and we're like I don't know why I'm not over this remember when we were just talking about girl talk (laughs) this is our girl talk though this is our girl talk though even but like even when we update each other on like the normal day-to-day there's depth mm -hmm. to it always Mm -hmm. um but intentional friendships take work and intentionality yeah yeah and I think that's where our friendship really grew before we even lived together because we would just call each other and support one another. And I remember when I don't even know who the fuck were you dating? <gasps> you were dating. Oh, Brent. Use code. Oh, okay. I'm going to use code. Oh, <laughs> he's uh, never going to listen to this podcast. He's never going to listen to this podcast. So many things I could say about that person that I never will. And he's, you know what? Not, not the worst. Not the worst. He wasn't the worst. No. That's- <laughs> 
Um, but anywho, I forgot because we talked so much about that relationship and we were just there for the day to day. I forgot that didn't happen when I was living with you. That happened before I moved out there. I just felt like I was there for it, but we're there for the breakup. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was there for the whole thing. Um, but I feel like so much of our relationship grew because we were just there for each other on the day to day. It was Mm -hmm. just like, let me call this person and just be with them. Whether we were having a shit day or not, like you heard me completely change when I tried birth control and just like lost all sense of self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was terrifying for all of us (laughs) involved. It was like, I knew I wasn't gonna unalive myself, but I was just like, I know the feeling. (laughs) I don't want to trigger people. I like that people are saying that online now because it's a little less triggering. Yeah. Um, But even though those are the deep stuff, like when we moved in together, it just became this having this safe person to talk about life with. And it was so much different than what I was used to because when I was in college and I had, I never, I haven't had girlfriends stick around for a long time. It's always been these seasons. And I was so used to high school and college girlfriends of the only way we were connecting was when we were shit talking we shit talking about other people we were shit talking about our lives our jobs and yeah. us living together yeah we talked about the stuff that we were struggling with but like it wasn't shit talking anymore it was just like this is what I'm going through and also just like the day-to-day it wasn't just like the bullshit it was just like here's what I'm processing right now here's what I'm excited about here's what I'm working on mm-hmm. and we were able to develop a friendship where like we got excited for things. I remember the first time you texted me or you called me and you're like, can we celebrate together? And we celebrated you like oh, signing up FaceTime. a new client. Yeah. And we FaceTimed and I was just like, you danced I, your <laughs> I wore them. They were boxers and I wore them as, or like boxer briefs and I wore them around as shorts because it's hot. Um, but that to me was like, one of the first turning points of our friendship where I felt so honored and be like, this person really cherishes our friendship the way I do because they want to celebrate with me and like, they want Mm. me to celebrate them. And I was just like that little act where we might not reach out to somebody and do that because we might think it's like annoying or whatever that Mm -hmm. changed so much for me. Mm, That's good to know. I never knew that, that that was like that moment yeah. for you it yeah, was. I was like yeah. really you want me to celebrate you like you I'm that important in your life that you want me to celebrate with you I was like so stoked <laughs> this is pre-Ellie knowing that I only have one super close friend <laughs> and she well, was slowly was, making yeah. her way into that socket fighting up the ranks <laughs> I only have one and if any of my other besties are listening to this it is no we you you know that we don't talk on a daily basis so like let's not fake the funk and like, I still call like, I still have best friends, but like, mm-hmm. you're just, you're the top. That's how it goes. Margo's, I mean, Margo's still my best friend. We just don't talk every day. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's like a season in life though. Cause like I was telling Ellie, I always, I was telling you, it's not like we're on the, the phone. <laughs> I was telling you that in every season I have like a one person mm-hmm. and it's like, who can really meet me in those times? And who am I like? Because like it often revolves around like we either worked in the same industry, they ended up being my boyfriend, or I like now I'm in a season of life of like entrepreneurship. So that's like really important. Oh, there you go. That's like really important is like 
I, I, if I'm going to speak day to day, I want to speak to someone who like recognizes the trials and tribulations. Mm. And like, I love a big part of our connection is like, we can just, we research and study the same things and are involved Mm. in the same things. So it's like, I can't do that with every single one of my closest friends. There's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's layers of certain things that we connect over, but yeah, like one of your main points is something that I just literally do not tolerate. And this is something that like, I recognized in my family is like shit talking to me is like such a waste of my life force and energy. I'm not saying that I don't Mm -hmm. complain about things on occasion. Yeah. We all need to vent sometimes, but like literally going out of my way to say something mean about someone. I'm just like, I really don't care. Like Mm -hmm. I, I I don't necessarily feel like that is, is worth it. And it's funny because now that I am like a manager of multiple people, I'm Mm -hmm. like, don't talk shit, get Mm -hmm. hit. (laughs) (laughs) I love when we started saying that. Yeah. Talk shit, get hit. Because uh, I would literally get hit. <laughs> you would like trip or something when you were. Like, I would like smacked like... my head on the side of my car door one day. Yeah, and right I was, as I was talking like... shit, and I was like, "Son of a bitch." Yeah, but it's, it's so yeah. good. It's such a good reflection of like, yeah, like that's not. And I remember, I remember this turning point when I was in college, where I worked with these other women. We were all in the the props department. We worked for the um, oh whatever the management department was in the theater I worked in in the theater in college and there's way too much back information on that y'all didn't need to know but it was a bunch of women and mostly in that department that I worked with and when we would work together or like we had a little office space so even people were not working they would come hang out the entire time everybody would just be like talking shit about this person talking about that drama complaining about this work complaining about this thing and like I remember towards like the last year I started to shift my mindset a lot and I didn't, I stopped talking when I was in that room. And a couple times I would try to talk about something I was excited about. Like I was going to Hawaii for a retreat and I got excited about it and I shared about it and crickets. Like I didn't get like weird face like looks or anything, but it was just like, a mm. nobody knew what to say to something that was good. And it was just like <laughs> silent in the room. Like nobody wanted to acknowledge it. And then they all started talking about something else. And I'm sure part of that was like, people started to not like me because I wasn't engaging with them in the same way. And like, I probably came across Mm -hmm. as like rude or whatever, but I was just like, this isn't, this isn't my thing. Like, it makes you unrelatable to people who that is like their main form of connection. Yeah. And right now for anyone listening to this podcast, I want you to think about your conversations today and Mm -hmm. be like, how many of them were based off of you know, venting, complaining, talking shit, and not like joy, like excitement. Yeah, I love growth. Who are like, what's your, what was your favorite part of today? And Jared asks me that all the time. Mm. Or he'll be like, what was your favorite part of? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. But then I'm like, you know what? This is exactly how we train our minds because it has to be daily, consistent focus. Like, mm-hmm. what? was my favorite part of today. What was, um, Jared sent me this, this reel. And it was like, you know, how we always talk about like our triggers. Mm. Now there's this trend called, um, look for the shimmers Mm. and the shimmers are the part of the day where 
something beautiful or like, you know, I went on my walk earlier and I was like really flabbergasted at the amount of beauty in my neighborhood. I live in a Southern California neighborhood that is like bursting with floral essence and like the earth is like in celebration right now. Mm, and so as I'm fertile. walking, so as I am, as I ovulate spring <laughs> and I was like, this is a shimmer. Like I was having a shimmer moment and I was like, cool, 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 cool. Cause we can also start training ourselves to look for the triggers, mm -hmm. just like we can start training ourselves to look for all the negative shit in the day to day. It's like, mm -hmm. that is the unintentionality of like a lot of people, you know, that immediately just made me think of like me being on my cycle right now and that I used to get caught in like how shit everything felt like your cycle is meant to show you what needs to change that's what it's doing it feels like everything is crashing down because it's like hey I'm going to point out everything that isn't working and mm. when I shifted my mindset to oh this is a time where I get to see those things it's just chill now and I feel like I can see more joy and beauty in the day-to-day -day. I'm like yeah I'm still irritable but I just like yeah. witness the irritability and so yesterday with like hanging out with my guy friend um <laughs> and just noticing the little things just made me so happy and like appreciative of his company mm. of just like the really amazing human that he is. And I'm sure this is a lot with Alicia, like he's like setting the bar for me for like a relationship, mm -hmm. like the way he shows up in life and in our friendship. I'm just like, thank you for being exactly who you are, because it's showing me so much of what I get to have and like what I'm going mm. to like set a standard for in my relationship. But like even surpassing that, it's just like in our friendship, there's so many little things that even though I'm like on my cycle right now and I feel like a crazy <laughs> whatever potato, um, there were still this, these moments yesterday where I was just like, this is really nice. This is great. I'm fine. Yeah. And like, I just get to be my normal potato self around him. It's fantastic. And that is a gift of our cycles is to get us to slow down instead of talk about messaging around the cycle is just like mm -hmm. push through it's such a pain like women wanting to take their birth control back to back so they don't actually have one or the depot shot and things like that and if you've done those there's no shame around that just saying you know it is a programmed thing to mm -hmm. and I was that gal when I was on birth control if I was going like on a trip to Cabo or something I'd be like mm -hmm. cool I'm gonna take my pills back to back. So I don't have a period. So that way I don't have to deal with that while I'm traveling. And I'm just like, mm. which by the way, I started my period the first day on the cruise. So talk about <laughs> feeling just like not awesome around people. Um, yep. and going for, I knew I was going to start. And part of me was like, this is probably not a good time, but I went anyways. And I learned a lot. So these, these briefings are also really important. Um, in my experience, because they are good times for reflection. Like mm. I spend 90% of, of my day out. If I'm not in the studios, I am like essentially solo rolling. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if Jared's not here, like he isn't right now, anytime I'm home, it's me, my dog and my cat. And so it's very easy for me to get like caught up in stories and like, this is going wrong or whatever. Mm. Um, and I look at it as like always a really great way to get gain reflection from somebody who knows me intimately and also has my best interest at heart mm -hmm. and isn't afraid 
like Ellie has come to me. I am like the end of the lineage of dragon women in my family. Cause I choose to like, not continue on in that path. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's like a little intimidating to come to me with any sort of reflection sometimes. And I'm aware, like my energy will be like, don't tell me because I already know. And I don't want to face it. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I know you don't want to hear this. And it's so funny when I change the way I preface things, you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Why can I not stop yawning? I'm still a little jet lagged. So I still around this time of day, I'm like, uh, oh yeah, it's about that time. It's going on seven. Uh-huh. I have to force myself to stay up until nine mm-hmm. or I wake up at two 30 in the morning and I'm just like, cool. Yeah, Maybe see if shit. you can stay up to like 10 today. It's so hard. I honestly feel like I'm like, the more you push yourself, the better it's going to get. I try to read. I go on walks. I do so many things. I'm like, okay, <laughs> stay awake. slapping my face um but yeah there's been so many times where like we're just talking about the day today and we just go oh and we get the like reflection of how we showed up in a situation like you've I've heard that a lot from you when like and it I won't even be saying anything you'll just be telling me about your day and like you'll walk yourself through (laughs) something that happened with like some of the coaches that you manage in your face right now (laughs) yes yeah. And we've both done that. But like, I think too, we have so many air placements and this isn't for everyone, but like me and you are very high verbal processors. Yeah. Um, a lot of my emotional processing comes from communication. I have friends that are like, you have to get into the body. And I'm like, yes, there are things that are stuck in the body that we need to process. But for yeah. me personally, with my emotions, a lot of it is really beneficial for me to process in conversation, to process intellectually, to process from journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how it works for me. And like, so our debriefing, the fact that like, we are so close that anything and any, everything can be said in front of each other. Like mm-hmm. that helps so much, whether or not we're even giving reflections to each other. That's true. Yeah. It's just a really safe space of like non-judgment. Mm-hmm. And even if we're like, I think you're probably going to judge me for this, but yeah. And we're also Let like me- super honest with each other of like, Hey, can, can I point out to you that like, that sounded not great. Yep. I, I definitely have, am like 90% better at taking reflections from people. It's yeah. that's what happens when you a want to have close friendships and partnerships. And also you're in a management position where it's like, if I take everything that is said about me or to me mm-hmm. to heart, I easily get triggered. My ego's like, mm-hmm, what did you just say? <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> what did you say? that audio um and it's been really great because that's something that's so important for me in friendships or people who are in my life is um growth and if I don't see growth in my friends like we can get into it about something but if I don't actually see you doing better no I'm not gonna stick around yeah and so like me and you have gotten into shit before and like I feel like, I don't know, you tell me, I feel like I'm doing better with like being more straightforward and just like being like, hi, we need to talk about this. And also Mm -hmm. I've seen you get better with like not getting triggered by it or like not snapping about things. Yeah. 1000%. Jared and I were talking about that the other day that we process the, we have the same exact triggers. So as soon as one is feeling uncomfortable, the other one's like, 
so what the fuck is going on? And like, <laughs> that's just how we handle it. And it works best. Like neither one of us is like, I'm going to find the right time to talk about this. We're just like, no, let me the- get into it. I Let hate me get into when it right people now. try to find the right time because it's like, it's now it's as soon as you notice it, you say something because yeah. otherwise everybody's going to feel like you're harboring it. And I try to do that with everything. Like that's been a really great learning example for me with roommates, especially guy roommates is like, I just see something and I'm like, Hey, can you not do that? Like as soon as I notice it, mm-hmm. like, can yeah. you actually do this? And like making a request from not a place of annoyance, but just like a, Oh, Hey, I noticed this. Like, can we yeah. dive into that? But Yeah. That level of communication is really important because you're always yeah. like verbalizing the the reason why. And the more direct you are, the more I take it with like, because Jared and I have also talked about this because we also have the same like prey, like predator mentality. Mm. So if somebody comes to us too soft, somebody we're like, me. like Sophie. <laughs> yeah. If someone comes at me with like the energy of like, Hey, I know you're going to be mad. Then I'm like, well, I'm mad. So yeah. let's go. And I'm like, I don't want to be that. I want to yeah. be like, oh my gosh, no, I will be so neutral right now. Yeah. And then I feel like I have to cry mm. for it to be taken seriously then. Cause it's just like, oh wait, now I'll soften because you're hurting. And I'm like, fuck, um, my life of living around five ones, but I'm checking the chat. I don't think we have any questions. Is no. there anything you want to add? Uh, (laughs) i'm checking out um next Uh, week we are gonna go deeper into like we talked about just how we chat about everyday life this week but kind of going into the deeper of like leisha and i have gotten into some fights (laughs) um and they're fights for me they're probably not as much as a fight for leisha because i don't actually yell at people i'll just like sit there and be like "Mm -hmm," and i'll walk away (laughs) Imploders versus exploders. Yeah, yeah. We were just referring to that the other day. I was like, and then Leisha was, you know, standing in the kitchen and I was crying in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Cry closet. I do miss having one of those. Yeah. Well, we love you all. Hoochie crew. And I'm so excited to be back on and to bring on incredible women and offer more amazing raffles. I Mm. am jelly of the gifts we've given out so far Mm. i think i'm gonna go buy that manifestation bundle for myself i was like oh this is good i like this i like to i love like the idea of just like having a little ceremony for myself so Mm -hmm. anyway anyway i love you i'm glad you're back and if anybody listening um is a woman who wants to be on the podcast or know a woman who you think would be great for the coochie crew reach out to us. Um, if you're in the Facebook group, you can message us there. You can message us on Instagram at leave room podcast, or you can email us at hello at leave room.com. Love you guys. Bye.